Lucky Boys Podcast. So you said that other news outlets have reached out to you, like Rolling Stone, like major, major news outlets? Yeah, so just recently when um, running for public office, uh, people from Vice News wanted to reach out, um, Rolling Stone Magazine, um, New York Times Magazine, New York Nico, um, documenting my, my race and stuff like that. But have they gone into the story that you just shared with us? Like, that's what they want to know? Not yet. They just uh, started documenting my thing, but they want to go into it. That's in their radar? So they know who you are and what you did. Right. And they're also following Edwin Raymond with his city council race. They're following Paperboy or whatever and stuff like that. So they're following a lot of people on on the races and stuff. Um, They're following all the the, uh, general election candidates. So they want to blow this wide open? Like, I mean, because if they put it out there... No, Neonico, I don't think think that's their main concern. I think their main concern is... um, is it just the election? Just the election. Because if yeah. Vice and Rolling Stone puts this out there, then holy shit. Yeah. Like this is... Vice, Vice, wants, Vice wants to put out the corruption part. They do? Yes. Um, I had also another person reach out. I think you... Who is he writing for? Did you have any um, filmmakers reach out to you? Want to make a movie about your life? I did, but uh, according to uh, the advice of my lawyer and stuff, they're saying that I should wait until my case is over. Oh, it's still going on. Yes, it's still going. It's still. It's in here, Queens um, Supreme Civil Court or whatever, uh, and we still got the case. But it's, it's at a good stage right now where um, we're about to ask for the evidence and stuff, like okay. so we could start deposing the the chiefs and commissioners and stuff that are involved in it. Start deposing them, and then getting all the files from Internal Affairs Network. So during this whole time, where are the good cops? Like, because I know that there's some cops that, and you said like there's eleven or twelve of them that that are currently fighting back right now, right? Including yourself. But you, but you, where you, are the rest? I can't. I gotta believe there's more than eleven or twelve good guys out there. there there's about maybe I say ninety percent of the cops are good. Right? Yeah, I mean maybe, most of the cops. Maybe, maybe I mean more than that. Yeah, most of the cops I meet, they're yeah. they're really good people, man. Yes, yes they're, they're really ma- good. people. Majority of it, it's just that one percent that controls it. That that. They're ruining for everybody, right? And you have to understand it's like 40, 40 something thousand cops all together, right? So you have like maybe like a hundred or or two hundred people out of forty thousand. Is are the ninety percent standing up to those ten or no? I don't know the percentage. No. I don't. I think know, he's asking what the using your what figures. is the percentage that are fighting corruption directly? Right. So, and then NYPD works different. Um, it's very discreet. You don't see it, right? So you're saying a lot of them just don't know. A lot of them don't know. A lot of them know. But they have to know. Like rumors, people talk, here, Steve. Here, yeah, right. Exactly. So a lot of people, um, like some, some of the cops, they're like, oh, stay away from this guy. He's going to get you in trouble. Stay away from this cop. He might get you in trouble. He's like, they know something is going on. They don't know the they don't details. Know the details. They don't, yeah, they don't bother to investigate it because they want to mind their own business. They don't want to get involved in it. But once they get involved in it, now they're going to be called rat. They're going to be um, transferred out. They're going to be um, retaliated against like they retaliate against me. Right. And so when they do that to me, they, they're showing people, the good cops, this is what happens when you fucking snitch. You're the example of right. a snitch like, like you know, that this to is, other cops. Exactly. This is what but happens. But you're still a cop, which is crazy. Yeah. But this is what happens when you snitch. I don't want to be a cop no more, but I have no choice, bro. I got bills to pay. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like I can't. I, I I've been a cop for fifteen years. Fifteen, well, fifteen and a half years now, right? All I have to do is what? Like technically, I have to do four and a half years more, and I can retire. So I'm gonna do away my fifteen and a half years because of you know of this whatever. Right. I I want to retire. Yeah, of course. But I need something to. You need an income. Make, yeah, I need I need bread and butter on the table. You know what I mean? Like I need. I have a pregnant wife. You know what I mean? I live in a one bedroom apartment. You know. I have a 17-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. you know, so God. I, I'm supporting my parents. They're retired. I'm supporting them, yeah. too. So it's like, you know, I got to, I got to. You got responsibilities. Right. I can't just retire. You yeah. know what I mean? And this right. is crazy. Right. So it so, goes against everything that we were raised to believe. Yeah, it's, 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 right? it's a dark world. It's You're bro- fighting a fight that no, like not a lot of people would risk doing, right? Doing the right thing and fighting this fight you realize that it's a very lonely path, mm-hmm. right? One, if you're going to do it, you better do it because you believe in it. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard on you, and you're going to quit halfway through. And once you quit halfway through, that, that's when they swoop in and, and take you out, mm. right? So now, yeah, it, it's, it's a great fight. Um, the reason why I put in the lawsuit is to protect myself now. Right, because now is it in the courts and stuff like that? It's in the Supreme Court, not a city court. It's in the Supreme Court, right? And it's a state court, right? And so, it's some kind of blanket of protection, right? So this case is in the Supreme Court. Yeah. Um. So when 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 this is when when this is there, right? Um. The NYPD started backing off a little bit, right? And they started trying to like. DL mess with me, like try to destroy my character little by little, right? But every time they try, I'm like, no, I'm fighting that. I'm fighting that. So they see that I'm a fighter now, right? And so they try to be discreet about it. You're so not they, the quiet Asian right, that they thought exactly. you were. So they they changed my tour around. Like one day I'm working midnights, one day I'm working day tour. That's why it's so hard for us to schedule yeah. this this you know podcast, right? right. Mm-hmm. So as you, you can see, I showed you the email. I was assigned to midnight. The chief that was originally asking for me to be watched is retiring, right? And then so my lieutenant was like, you know, I'm tired of watching you. I'm about to retire too. I don't want no static. So yeah. here you go, you know, go back to midnight and be left alone. And then the other chief goes, nope, put him back on day tour. He needs to be watched. And he's like, that's why he said tour changed again. So what do they mean by you need to be watched? I don't know. I don't understand that. I don't know. No, so no, they, I, like, they technically didn't say anything, but what it means, what it implies is wait, watch him. If he fucks up, get him. Wait for him to slip up. Any little slip up, get him. Right? Discredit your character. Right, exactly. So then Any you can build up thing. a case and be like, Are you oh, worried this that like someone might shoot you you know what i mean like what happened with frank serpico he got shot in the face right i, I really uh, like he felt like something was coming down the pipeline and then i, I, I think I, one of his own shot him is that correct yeah. yeah i i i i worry about it i think about it sometimes but you know i'm at a point in, uh, uh, point in my life where it's like i'm not scared to die you know what i mean i'm not scared of death it's wow whatever you know how did how and, did you and, even and if they kill me now they'll make me a martyr mm-hmm. you know so it will help the cause even more. The only thing that I'm worried about is my daughter and my wife and, you know, my future son and my family. You know what I mean? Like, um, are they going to be okay and stuff like that? So I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this matter into my own hands. I'm going to fight the good fight and I'm going to run for public office because everything is controlled yes. by politics. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to run for state assembly 
because the state is a higher agency than the city. And you need a higher agency to oversee it because there's always corruption, right? But thing is, if the city is corrupt and the state is corrupt and the federal government is corrupt, you have to admit that there's some form of corruption in, in these agencies, right? Mm-hmm. The federal is not going to care about the city or the state's corruption. They're going to go in and, and enforce it on them because it makes them look like they're the good guys, right? But in the background, they're still doing the federal corruption, right? But thing is, this city corruption thing, it doesn't mess with their bread and butter, right? So Because they're, they're doing corruption on a bigger scale, Right, so the little city agency is not going to stop them from doing their thing. What's the right? motivation here? Is but it all? Is it all just money? Money, <clears throat> money and power, money and power and control. And that's right? worth. That's worth killing like everybody and making life miserable. Yeah, that's money. That's why they say money is the root of all evil, or the greed of money is the root mm-hmm. of yeah. all evil. Right. So now, if I create a state agency, they're saying, oh, "Okay, but who's going to watch the state agency?" Look, right now I'm worried about the city agency being watched, right? And for, for what's feasible within my circle of power right now is to run for a state assembly and create a, a state agency, a watchdog, to watch over all city agencies. Because it's not just the NYPD that's corrupt. It's the correction system. They're corrupt. You know, um, you got uh, the Department of Investigations, the Inspector General, that is supposed to be, like, outside agency that watches all city agencies mm-hmm. that's corrupt because it's still a city agency it's still under the mayor so I found out that was corrupt when they tried to investigate the mayor and his wife and the mayor fired that in- inspector general oh, yeah. then a new inspector general came in and then like a couple months later they tried to open up the case and that one got fired wow. right and third one now is in place and there's no investigation now <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right, the third one learned the lesson. Then I I reported my case to them, and they said, "Oh, yeah, uh, we can't look into this." Oh, nothing came out of it. They gave me a log number and all that stuff. They, they interviewed me. The lady was like ecstatic about it, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" Blah blah blah. How dare they? Blah blah. Right, but it didn't go anywhere because I asked them what's going on with the case. Like, "Oh yeah, we got shut down." Wow. Because so- the mayor doesn't want to look bad. You feel like this is the best way to fight corruption yes. is by running for office and getting elected into a position of power where you have influence. Yes, where absolutely. you because because you had your boots to the ground. Yes, and you know, and, and currently that's where you are, and you know where the corruption lies, and you wanna you wanna fight against all. And it helps me get off of this job because <laughs> my, my my vision of NYPD, my idea of NYPD, just like yours now, is crushed. It's yeah, no it, longer. I, 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 that's a, you know, like, I never, I didn't think it was like that, like right. at all. Like, I am mind, but I still can't believe it. Like, I'm really having a hard time digesting anything that you just said to me. Right. So that's why Frank Serpico is always so, like, aggressive towards um, um, cops, and that's why he believes in defunding the police and stuff like that because he knows. Oh, he wants to defund the police. Yeah, of course. He knows that this the structure needs to be broken down. He supports Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He knows that the structure needs to be broken down in order for it to be fixed. Because mm-hmm. the way the NYPD does things, like okay, you say you you guys think stop question frisk is done, right? They don't do that no more. Is, um, that, is that your belief? 
Yeah, well, well let's, let's talk about something more there's recent. There's Terry stops, right? Which is part of stop right. and frisk, right? So. so let's 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 um let's think of something more recent. NYPD says there's no more plain clothes officers and uh, crime cops. The anti crime unit right. was disbanded. Yeah, lie. What we had a um friend who was an officer right. just told us that. Ask him. Ask him. What's the new unit created in place of that? Wait, did Rob, did listen, Officer Rob give us smoking mirrors? No, 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 listen, no, he probably doesn't ask know. Him, oh, no, this no. is recent. Because oh, Rob is oh, like a very honest him, dude to me. No, no, yeah, yeah but no, but he's saying him about the new unit. It's a gun, not gun suppression, but um, oh, shooting suppression. They had it because there is a gun suppression team, but they name it now shooting suppression team, which is basically the crime unit. Oh, they just relabeled it, you're yes. saying? They Trending. shuffle people around a little bit, and then they relabel everything. Mm-hmm. Like the PAL, right? The Police, Police Athletic League. is now called like community something outreach or whatever. Wait, why did they relabel the PAL? PAL was because such a positive uh, group when right. I was growing up. Right. I was part of PAL. Right. But the thing is that uh, PAL is a program that NYPD already had, right? Mm-hmm. And so they want to promote a new program to show that they're changing with the times to connect with the community and the youth. And so they relabeled it. But that's what they it. did. They connected with the youth. And right. it's such so, a, when we heard PAL, we were like, there was a, it was such a positive thing uh, for where uh, I grew here, up. Here's the psychological part behind it. If they say, oh, yeah, PAL. We had PAL. Yeah. People can come out and be like, you had PAL for years. It didn't work. Who, so, who's saying that? People, I could tell them that it absolutely it was great for our community no, no, but when you, I was growing right, up so, there. So are, are you saying that NYPD is doing a very good job in connecting with these uh, poverty neighborhoods? No. Exactly. So PAL doesn't work. But in terms of having so, actual police officers there, right. they, they weren't there. But right. it's a police athletic league. But they set up programs for after school care. Right. Right. They set up programs for for um, kids in the community. So in that sense, yes, it did work. But in ter- but as a kid, I didn't know. It just the name was police athletically, but I never saw officers there. Right, and and they also have like a but, youth youth athletic. But now that I'm yeah, now that I'm older, I would say yes, it actually did help the community. Right, they have a youth outreach and all that stuff, and they relabeled it to like community outreach type of unit, whatever. That's weird. So that they could say, look, we're rebudgeting our funds and we're now bringing it, the funds into the community. We create this with the new funds and stuff like that. Oh, so they can relabel us and show that they're revamping, but they're not really changing it's anything. It's not changing it. Yes. It's all okay. smoke and mirrors. And then you're, you're talking about the funding, which is reallocating right. from the anti-crime unit, but they didn't really disband no, it. Right. So they're not really reallocating <laughs> the funds. The right. funds are actually there. It's just that renaming these these departments. Right. Smoking mirrors. That is crazy. I don't know, man. This is tough for me. This I'm having a hard time with this. They're creating a new unit for fire suppression, uh, shooting suppression team. Well, so what does shooting suppression team mean? Like, what does that? It's the same thing what the crime unit did. So they're going to be plain clothes officers, right? So they used to have something called um, before they had the condition unit. They used to have something called SNU. SNU was um, it was something um. Special Narcotics Enforcement Unit within the precinct. Okay. Right? And it was plainclothes cops going out and trying to get drugs off the street and whatever, you know? And that's good. I'm for that. Right. Absolutely. But then... um, That's a great idea. Right. But for some reason, there was backlash on it. And they renamed it to Conditions Unit. Same exact thing, except now they're called Conditions Unit. 
you know and then like the anti-crime unit like same exact thing but now it's called you know shooting suppression unit i just want to make this clear um I mean, people listening to this, we are not anti-police. No, not at all. Not I at all. am pro-police, man. I am all for the police. Well, but the corruption. Yes. So that's the hard part. The raping, the the killing, the, so I, the I, framing. It's, right. it's, it's, I, I want to make this one thing clear. I still love police officers. I still love my fellow cops and stuff, right? I actually M- saw majority. you interact with a, with a few of them. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. um, the majority of them are, are great cops. Mm-hmm. And all of them complain about the job being broken, and it's the people who control the job that make the job so miserable and bad for everybody else, right? And those are the people that I'm fighting, the the people that the one percent that control the job right. and make the job miserable and and whatever. But I can't fight them as a sergeant because they outrank me mm-hmm. and they outnumber me, right? Mm-hmm. So I have to remove myself from the system, right? Quit being a police officer or retire early from being a police officer and get into public office where I can have a position of power and leverage and be like, hey, look, I'm passing this legislative. This is what it's going to correct. This is what it does. And this is how it benefits the community and the people. And so it will change the oversight of how NYPD is being watched. You can't have cops watching cops. You're not going to have a gang police itself, right? So, like, let's say the mafia. Are you going to tell the mafia, hey, look, we're not going to enforce you. You enforce yourself. Right. Conflict of interest. Not going to happen. Not going to work. Right? So, why would you ask the cops to watch themselves? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or, or any, not, not even, um, let's not even con- uh, compare them to criminals, right? Let's compare them to corporate businesses. Would the IRS come in and be like, hey, um, to, like, Google, Google, you monitor your own taxes. We'll trust you on what to pay. They're not paying any taxes. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're not going to trust a company to, to monitor itself. You know? That makes so, no sense. Right. So why would you trust the NYPD to investigate and monitor themselves? Why, but, would, you tr- why would you trust fire department to do the same thing? Why would you trust correction officers to do the same mm-hmm. thing? Makes no sense. So, yeah. So we, we spoke to our, our friend, uh, uh, police officer Rob. He mentioned the the community police board um, that that's independent from the NYPD that investigates C- civilian complaint. Yes, C- civilian com- CCRB, but they have no teeth. They don't have the power to do no. anything. So they could suggest. Um, and first of all, they don't get corruption cases. Okay. They get um, uh, abuse of power kind of cases or rude kind of cases. Like, so if I come up to you and I'm a police officer, I start cursing at you. Oh, like HR shit? Yeah. Is that community? Uh, uh, no, nothing mm-hmm. criminal. Yeah, nothing what criminal. Steve is explaining sounds right. like HR issues. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you were rude to the person or you call this person ma'am instead of sir or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's... it's, it's different jurisdiction. Right. Different, it, yeah. And they don't have teeth because even though they find a police officer guilty, it's... Okay, we suggest you give him a command discipline. And the guys well like, they'd be like, We're not gonna give him command discipline. To and me, this this seems like like a really good secret. Cause I'm telling you, my mind is blown. This is the first time that I'm hearing about the I mean, I've seen this shit in movies. And I, when you're watching a movie, you're so disconnected because you know they're actors, right, you know, right. it's all fucking lighting, camera script. But this it, I mean, I, I just 
it's fucking me up right now, man. I, I, I can't even like. I mean, like, I was, I'm aware that there's corruption in every. But at this in, level. In terms of at that level, I didn't know that the corruption went up to that top brass. It has to. So that, that boggles my mind. It has to go up to the top brass because the top brass can get wind of it eventually. And if they hear it, they're going to shut it down. Right. right. But if the top brass is involved, they hear wind of it. They're like, okay, yeah. See no evil, you know I mean? hear no evil. Right. How, how do you get up to this top brass? After the rank of captain, there's no more civil services AMs, right? You don't take a test. If you want to get promoted past the, uh, the rank of captain, you have to be well-liked by these people. If you're not well-liked, you stay a captain and you get fucked with. Mm-hmm. You get put someplace that you don't want to be. They give you road therapy, which means like if you live in Staten Island, okay, transfer them to the Bronx. You know, if you live in the Bronx... Oh, transforms to Staten Island, you know, yeah. so forth and stuff like that's called road therapy. Making right? their lives miserable. How, how do you get up to this top brass? After the rank of captain, there's no more civil services AMs, right? You don't take a test. If you want to get promoted past the, uh, the rank of captain, you have to be well liked by these people. If you're not well liked, you stay a captain and you get fucked with. Mm-hmm. You get put someplace that you don't want to be. They give you road therapy, which means like if you live in Staten Island, okay, transfer them to the Bronx. You know, if you live in the Bronx, oh, transfer them to Staten Island. You know, yeah. so forth and stuff like that's called road therapy. Making right? their lives miserable. Yes. And on top of that, you're put under somebody else. Like let's say there's this one chief that used to answer to an inspector, which is lower rank, right? A chief answering to an inspector. And he's like, you basically like demoted me. I'm answering to somebody who's a lower rank, you know. So, <clears throat> if you're not well, like you're, you're not gonna move up. So that's why a lot of these uh, people after the rank of captain they change, and it's like I want to move up because the rank of captain is a bad rank. It's, it's, oh, is it? it? It's it's a bad rank because, okay, so you have police officer, detective, then you have sergeant, lieutenant. Lieutenant is supposed to be the best rank. All right, because lieutenant, you get overtime and cash, whatever you do, whatever you want, and if something comes down to it, procedure-wise, you could either kick it down to your sergeant to do it, or you kick it up and be like, "Oh, hey, cap, this is for you. It's above my pay grade." All right, so lieutenant is the best rank. Right, so once you become captain, you basically become like a sergeant again, which is like below the inspector and the chief, mm-hmm. right? Because now you have captain, inspector, and chief. Right, well, captain, deputy inspector. Chief, uh, Deputy Inspector, Inspector, Deputy Chief, um, Assistant Chief, Bureau Chief, right? And then up there is Deputy Commissioner and Commissioner. So you're at the bottom of the pole again, of this executive pole, right? And now you have to kiss all this ass up here to get promoted. Holy shit. It's not based on merit. So now it's like, okay, you want to be part of the crew? You're going to have to play along. We have to make sure this guy is you part gotta of be, the crew. You got to be one of the guys. Right. Otherwise... You get tossed to the side. Now, is you know it I mean? is it all like white males at that position? It's a lot of white males. Uh, you have maybe one or two, uh, a couple of black males, females. Um, Chief Chan was the highest ranking um, Chinese Asian Asian American. Asian American um, so there is some sort of diversity in that in that executive chain. Look, I don't want to badmouth Chief Chan. He's retiring. Uh, he, I think he just retired actually. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't want to badmouth him. He's a great guy, awesome guy. Um, but they restrict him. You know, like he can't fall out of the fold. You know, and if he falls out of the fold, you know, he he gets blackballed. You know, so he has to play along with the program also. But he's a great guy, no, awesome guy. I want to play devil's advocate here. Like, won't don't you think to capture the bad guys, like you kind of have to have a sense of bad within yourself? You know, like sometimes to be to kill a lion, you have to be a lion. No, you you need um, <clears throat> knowledge of it um, for you to actually be. No takes one to no one right that's what you're trying to say for example if you and i are going to war you're a bad guy i'm a good guy however you want to classify it but in order for me to catch the bad guy i need to become a bad guy even though i'm a good guy i know i'm getting some weird shit here no but even though you're back because i need to be will because if you're a bad guy and you're willing to do more than me or go further than i am right i, I, understand. Then, I understand what you're saying yeah no Cause that's that's what makes us the difference between the bad guy and the good guy, right? So the bad guy could do whatever he wants. Um, bad people could go out and get street justice and do whatever they want. They don't need evidence. They don't care if they messed up. Oh, that wasn't a guy. Okay, fine. We'll just go right to find the guy. You know, even though after they beat him up, because a lot of times that happened growing up as a kid, they mistaken you for somebody else, and you get beaten up, and then it's like, oh shit, that wasn't him, mm-hmm. and then it's that's it, they just leave. <laughs> you you know what I mean? It's not, there's no sorries or anything about it, and then you know it it ends up bad. So no, um, I have to agree, disagree with that. If you're a gangster, you're a gangster. If you're a cop, you're a cop. Now, gangsters have their own street rules. Cops have. Their own rules they have to follow, right? So it's like, I can't just cross the line and be like, oh, you know what? I know he's dirty, right? So I can't find anything on him. Oh, I'm going to plant some evidence on him because I know he's dirty. And I'm going to use this evidence and plant it on him and just to arrest him, get him off the street. No, you can't do that. You have to play by the rules because otherwise you become just as bad as that person. And then who are you to catch that person and, and that's, bring that person that's to That's exactly my point. What if you, you know? play by the rules and because of all of the rules that are in place, it makes it impossible for you to do your job. That's why you got to fix the system. You got to find a right? different way. Because like you said, path. there's 90% good cops, right? And, and I know it's just a rough number you're, you're throwing out there. Right. I cannot believe that 90% of cops are of good cops that outnumber the bad cops, so to speak. Uh, your words are ignoring the criminals within their own brass. Yeah, they are because they're not protected. If you come out and speak out on it, nobody's protecting you. Your label is a rat. The culture of it is if you speak out, you're a fucking rat or you're a snitch and snitches get stitches. Right. You know, so, so, but for that, like what I've, what I've seen, if you want to beat your opponent, you need to, you need to either outsmart them or be more aggressive than them. Yeah. And that generally applies for like almost everything. Right. So either you are with them or outpower them. Here, here's the thing, right? So the reason I put in the lawsuit is one, to protect myself, right? And get in the media and spotlight, right? To protect myself. Also to help, hopefully it will cause a, a movement to change it, right? Through the court system. Second thing is I'm running for a state assembly and, you know, I'm going to be up in a higher position 
power to pass state legislative law to have an agency to oversee them, right? Now, hopefully, if I'm successful, other cops that want to come out and speak out will see people like me and Edward Raymond in these positions of power, and they'll reach out to us. Because I had people reaching out to me after I put in my lawsuit and made the papers and stuff like that. They reached out to me and be like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. This is what happened with me, blah, blah, blah. I'm fighting them also. And so it became like the whistleblowers just started reaching out. That's how Serpical started reaching out. That's how other whistleblowers from D.C., from LAPD, from you know um, oh my Mount gosh. Vernon and stuff, they start reaching out. Yeah, so it's not it's not just one place. Like it's international, right? It's everybody starts reaching out, and they're like, "I know what you went through. I went through the same thing. I'm going to do it in Canada, blah blah blah, in Toronto, you know, and, and so forth and so on." So it's not just NYPD thing. It's uh, it's a law enforcement thing, right? And it happens everywhere because there's corruption everywhere. It's just yeah, people need to speak out about it, right? And so if we are successful. Uh, if I win my election, I'm successful and, and winning this power. It's, it's a it's a win, and people will be encouraged. Like, oh, you know what? Look, he spoke out. He beat them. I could beat them too. You're providing the blueprint for everyone right. to see. You know, but if I lose, it's like, oh shit! If I speak out, that's what happens to me. They're gonna go back in there. Right. I see. You know what I mean? So it, it's kind of it's very very sad though. Um, fighting against corruption and, and doing that and looking and seeking for a way out uh, into a higher seat of power like you're saying so I could do something about it and change it but then your opponent is talking about how he's fighting corruption and he's for uh, abolishing the system and corruption systematic system whatever but meanwhile you're attacking me for being a cop that spoke out and broke the brutal of science so now, now he's calling you a dirty cop you said yeah he's calling me a dirty racist cop also but now not only are you uh, is the system punishing me where the NYPD is punishing me you're also gonna punish me and now you're also setting an example like if you speak out you're a rat and you're a dirty racist cop and not only that the job is gonna come after you but these politicians are gonna come after you and use that against you also mm-hmm. so that's that's actually setting us back even more Right, sending us whistleblowers back even more because now he's like, you know, scaring people that want to speak out away because they're like, look, this guy's getting attacked. He's getting called dirty and corrupt, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, they're attacking my friends, my family, right? So, like, recently, um, China Mac had reached out to me and said, hey, look, there's this uh, 89 year old lady that was burned in Bensonhurst. And I said, yeah, yeah, I saw it on the news. He was like, yo, we got to do something about that. And I'm like, okay, what do you got in mind? Yo, we got to do something about it. We got to, like, you know, do a march or something. We got to find these dudes, uh, you know, whatever, pressure the NYPD to find them. I'm like, look, um, I know a guy, Will. Will, he's been doing the... Lex Asian, Ham. Yeah, mm-hmm. Will Lex Ham. He's been doing the Asian Black Lives Matter um, protests. He has better experience in rallying and, and marching and stuff. I'll put you in contact with him. So I put them together, and they put together, they, them too, because I told them, I purposely don't want to get involved and uh, organize and speak at these rallies because I don't want them to be attacked for it, right? Like Will, when he was doing the Asian for Black Lives Matter thing, same thing. I kept out of it. I I tended to support, mm-hmm. right? So like, let's say... You know, you do something. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna come and support you. I'm gonna come to your event. I'm gonna, you know, 
rally right, with you'll you. be present right i'll be present but it's not your rally no not at all right so this they can't burn us all it's all china mac and will they asked me hey steve you want to speak no i'm good you know it's your thing do your thing i don't want it to be corrupted by uh politics and the campaign and stuff like that my opponents start attacking you they're, they're but what can they attacking. attack them for but they're they're saying that uh they support a pro cop. They support they support me, which I'm a cop, and I'm pro, and that makes them pro cop to the point where it's like they're racist and 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 corrupt also because they support cops and all cops are bastards. They're you know, basically so. gaslighting. They're trying right. to make up things to connect certain right. things, and none of it that has doesn't make proof. sense. None of it. Yeah. None of it has proof. That that's a weird thing to say. Absolutely. And if they're in trouble, those same people, if they're in trouble, the first thing they're going to do is call the cops. Right. Being a hypocrite. You know. Exactly. I, I, I don't and, understand and, and, that part. In a big way. In a big way. In a very, 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 very big way. And if he's a politician, why is he shitting on cops? Because he's, try, he's trying to gain the far left um, support because he wants to run for higher office. Oh, yeah. That is true. Someone did tell us, if you watch a podcast to pop off, start talking, like stop huh. with this like real shit. And go the center hard shit, left. go hard left. Take a hard left. If you look at all the big podcasts, they take a hard left, whether they believe it or not. You how about guys speak? Be the, how about speak the truth? How about that? How about that? Yeah, be real. Exactly. He doxed me online during my primary. Doxed me online, called me a corrupt racist cop, and hit and then put my address online, my full address with my name and date of birth and my full address. And this is during. Did the he put height. a hit out on you? This is the height of. They, the Black Lives Matter they, protest. They do that when you when, when you want to put a hit on someone, right? So this is the height of the Black Lives Matter protest when people were rioting in Manhattan still, and people were angry, and you know they have every right to be angry and stuff. But they are looking for blood, right, or justice, and you know um, and they're they trying have, to send them right. feed, feed them you, right? And they have every right to do so to look for um, justice and 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 to be angry, but. He put my name out there like that. And Why did he do that? That's strange. He was threatened. So we, what, what happened was there was going to be a protest at Skyview. Okay. We got word. The condo. The right, condo where Skyview right. Park. Yeah. And at that time, we heard that Ron Kim was supporting the Black Lives Matter marches and that he was trying to organize some. So we heard, you know, um, it might be misinformation at this time right now, but supposedly he was trying to organize a Black Lives Matter march in the parking lot of Skyview. and Your opponent. Yeah, and, and his people, right? Trying to mm-hmm. organize something like that. And then word got out that they were going to try to loot Target. Like other people were saying, oh, let's loot Target inside Skyview. So I was there just to keep the peace. I support the movement. At that time, I attended maybe one or two Black Lives Matter protests already. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, good movement. What happened um, to George Floyd was definitely murder. Um, his criminal record has nothing to do about it. All right, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be questioning criminal record. It has nothing to do about it. He was definitely murdered. Um, the knee on the neck for nine minutes is ridiculous. Um, I watched the video. I I saw that he was handcuffed. Um, in my opinion, he could have been sat up, and with his legs spread. You know, sitting down, if you're waiting for somebody to come pick him up, like the ambulance to show up or something like that, if you think that he has mental issues and he needs to go to the uh, hospital, you wait for the ambulance to show up. And 
and you're trying to subdue him while you're waiting for the ambulance to show up, you could simply sit him, sit him up, or you could, you know, put him on his side. You don't have to Agreed. have your. Neck. I've seen police officers do that all the time. Right, sit and them up while they're. Exactly. You already have full control of them. Right, the NYPD already bans the chokehold. Right, you're not allowed to use chokehold in NYPD anyway. Right, Rob told us that. Right, yeah. and, and and so they now ban the chokehold even more, right, <laughs> by law, right. Yeah, and on top of that. They have a diaphragm law where you can't even touch the, 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 the chest or the back. Oh. Yeah. Even accidentally. Wow. Yes. So have you ever tried to um, wrestle somebody and pin them down? Wait, criminals trying to do some crazy shit. Like, what right. are they supposed to do then? Right. So, so now, so now the, the, the psychology behind this is, you know, it's, done, it's done in well intention, right? Is to prevent something like that to happen from here, right? It's done. It's done in well intention. Was this post George, George Floyd? <clears throat> is this brand new? This is new. Yeah. Whoa! Like post, like right after George Floyd, or uh, about a uh, about a month or two after? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, the city council pushed for that. So <clears throat> here's the thing. Yes, great idea. Um, ban chokehold. Great. No problem. Cops have no problem with that because cops don't yeah, use chokeholds. Cops don't use chokeholds anyway. chokeholds, yeah. Right. But the diaphragm thing, I think it should be written where, okay, once you have the person in handcuffs, mm-hmm. secured in handcuffs, you are no longer allowed to put your knee off or stand on or whatever right. on their back or right. on their chest with a cuss off their breathing, right. right? That's the whole thing. But when you're trying to wrestle with somebody, you have to like use some kind of leverage, like an armbar. Your leg is across the chest, right? An armbar. When you're trying to do a katana or whatever, like you know, uh, was it himora or whatever? Like you, kimura, yeah. kimura, right? Yeah. Your your arm goes up and around onto the person's back or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very hard to do any kind of like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or, or grappling move without touching the back and chest, right? It's, it's basically pretty much all involves right. Back and chest because that's the safe chest, spot, right? That's the safe. That's the safe area, could, right? That's how you control. You got to get the core. You gotta right. control them. exactly. So now what they what they're I think what they're teaching now is they're retraining everybody, and I think they, what they're trying to teach now is going for the legs or something like that and hip control, right? Whereas like two people is now going to come and take you down by the by the leg and the hip or something like that, and. It, it's hard, right? It's hard to do our jobs. It's already hard to do our jobs to begin with, mm-hmm. right? Without public lashback, because we know we always we have a saying in NYPD: the job doesn't have your back, the city doesn't have your back. From the outside looking in, it feels like they do. No, you know the, the public don't. perception. Never, right? never. But you know that's public perception. They think that right. you guys are like a freaking legalized gang, right? But the job doesn't have your back unless you protect it. Goes Hooks. back to hooks and who you know right. but majority of the cops they they get thrown under the bus mm-hmm. right um and so people stop enforcing now right and those that are hardcore kool-aid drinkers that want to bring in the numbers and stuff like that and start enforcing they're not going to grapple with you they be like oh all right i can't touch your back and chest no problem there's no loophole with me tasering you now or, you know, hitting you with my um, baton into your legs and breaking your legs or anything like that. Or, you know, there's no um, rule against me, you know, cracking you over the head or anything, right? Or, you know, I won't get in trouble if uh, I saw a weapon or I thought I saw a weapon 
and you know justify me shooting you now jesus right? christ because now before it's like hey i could try to subdue the guy i could you know mm-hmm. physically you know take him down whatever no now it's like you know what i'm not gonna touch him i'm gonna get in trouble if i touch him i'm gonna go straight for my taser i'm gonna go straight for my gun you know so forth and so on so you're saying that there's it's, it's because gonna, of the limitation of of those uh, apprehending procedures that now it, there's escalation of violence. Yes. So whereas I, before they were fighting for the opposite, the right. whole point of this right. law is to, to de-escalate, reduce to de-escalate, right. to de-escalate the right the because as a cop, I don't want to use my my gun because mm-hmm. I know that it's going to be a lot of backlash and what if you know I take this person's life and I make a mistake and I'm gonna you know like it, it's not. It's the last resort you want to do, right? Absolute, absolute sure of life and death situation where you got to use a gun, right? That's the situation where, I, you know, God forbid I would have to do that. But that's the situation where I would use my gun, right? But the thing is, <clears throat> give me more tools or more options where I can safely take the person down or take, you know, take the person into custody, now, do you Don't, think police officers need more training? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big thing where the funding needs to go is training. You need, you need one more physical um, combat training, mm-hmm. right? You need more um, verbal skills. Right. You need to know how to talk to somebody. Psychological, emotional right. awareness, emotional right. IQ. Right. You need to, you need to control your... your, your Control your, your anger, one, right? Some cops... Do, and your ego. Yeah, some, some cops can't control it, and they just flip out at every job. And me and, me and um, his brother-in-law used to always go to jobs and be like, what the fuck? These guys are at this leave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we know it's going to turn into some, like, bag of shit or something like that. Or it's yeah. like, if they show up at our one-hour jobs, we're like, we're good. Let us handle it. <laughs> yeah. Go away. Yeah, we don't, need, we don't need you guys escalating <laughs> things. Right. Or when they escalate it, and they don't, they're like, fuck you, we'll get backing you up, blah, blah, blah. You don't like the backup? All right, cool, go ahead. You know, and then they back up and they try to escalate it. And it's like, now that you build all this energy into this person and got this person all worked up, now you're going to leave it for us? Right. And we would just be like, okay, yeah, you want to handle it? And then they'll come in and they'll start escalating, blah, 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 blah. Me and him would just dip out. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll leave and then let them handle it. You know, because it's like, a lot of times, like me and his brother-in-law, we, we used to go around. We used to talk to the guys, and they would, they would start up here, always. No, not always. Sorry, always is a bad word. You could never say always. Um, most of the time, it was frequently. Start up here. Yeah, frequently it was, it was start up here. And I don't blame them. Pissed off, something just happened. You heated argument. Cops show up. Who the fuck called the cops on me? Blah, blah, blah. I didn't do anything. You trying to come in. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you coming in? I didn't do anything. You got a warrant, blah, blah. You know, you're pissed off. I understand that. One of the things is, you know, that what we used to say to them is, sir, I understand you're upset. I'm talking to you like a gentleman. Mm-hmm. Right? Please. You know, man to man or woman to man, person to person. You know, treat me with the same respect. Because if you're screaming up here, I'm going to start screaming over you because you're not going to talk over me, right? Because I'm the authority here now. I'm the police officer. I'm here to help you. I didn't come showing up on your door randomly. Somebody called me here, right? Oh, nobody called. Okay. Not a problem. Radio. Central, can you please repeat the job? Blah, 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 at such and such address. 
But nobody called. Okay. Central, can you try to call back? They call back. 911 will call back. And then all of a sudden, the phone rings. And he's mm-hmm. like, who called the cops? You know? And it's mm-hmm. like, I call the cops. Blah, 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 blah. It's mm-hmm. like, why you call the cops for? And he's like, look, we're here. Are you guys good? Yeah, everything's all right, blah, blah. We're just arguing about this, that, and dirt. Okay, you know, take a walk, cool off, you know, and then, you know, you guys talk, whatever, you know, just just leave the house for now, talk, take a walk, whatever. It's my house. I ain't going nowhere. All right. You know, you understand, like, sh- she's pissed off. You're pissed off. She might put false allegations on you. You're in violation of this. You're in, She's in violation of that. If we have to enforce, both of you guys are going to end up getting arrested. So either you take a walk by yourself, come back, and chill out. Or we arrest both of you guys. Because, you know, there's already violation here and there. It's minor violations, but it's still arrestable violations, right? right, right. So, <clears throat> you know, and most of the time they're like, All right, I'll walk. So, and they'll take a walk. They'll come back. Next day, you know, or whenever we're walking, you know, the beat or in that neighborhood, they see us again. They're like, yo... Lee, you know, Ing, thank you very much, you know. Like, oh, shit, really? You know, you know, like, you know, you could have, I could have lost my job, you know, whatever. Was, you know, we're going through a rough time. I really appreciate that you did that, you know, and wow. I was able to keep my job, whatever. And then the next time something happens, they recognize you and they vouch for you, right? So sometimes, like, it was big, big events or big, big things happening, whatever. And then, like, the crowd will gather on you. And they'll be like, yo, chill, chill, Lee is good. You know, yeah, I had yeah, people vouch yeah, for me yeah. a couple of times, right? Yeah. And they're like, yo, Lee is good, Lee is good. And they'll be like, what? Yo, he's good. And he, since he's from the neighborhood, they trust his word. And yeah, they're yeah. like, all right, cool, we'll back off. Wow. You know, and they'll be like, yo, what's, what, what's, what's that about? And they'll be like, yeah, don't worry about it, blah, blah, I got, the, I got you, I got you. You know, like it's that's smart. It helps Instead out. Instead of a making lot. them an enemy, you want to see right. if they could turn But them. that's what we need. We that's, need the community to work with the, the police force. That's yeah. the epitome of community policing. Right. Yeah, that's, that's what we need. We need to right work there. together. Because I'm listening right? to your story. If someone's going crazy like that, without the proper training for me, my initial reaction is like, oh, you want to play? You want to act crazy? You know? <laughs> Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going at them too. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it smells. Um, we're in, we're in New York City, so uh, we just got a uh, podcast. It's not smellogram. We <laughs> smell. Uh, we smell some interesting stuff going my on right ca- now. My canine senses are kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh man, that's oh, that's man. some real uh, potent stuff right yeah. there. But uh, you know, like we also need yeah. programs where we need community leaders to come in to teach us, or or, or community people or people of different culture to come in and teach us about different cultures. Mm. Oh, there's a lot okay. of misunderstanding. So, so a lot of the, see, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I love my white people too. Right? I love everybody equally, but a lot of people are from Long Island and they're from, you know, white cultures and stuff like that. Right. European, Italian cultures and Long Island. There's not a lot of black and Brown communities where they live. And so, they don't come out to the city that much, mm-hmm. right? And some of them are first time coming to the city when they became a cop. And so when they're assigned to um, these minority neighborhoods, they're culture shocked. They're like, wow, I never seen so many black people before. I'm like, what if? That and from having manicured lawns, right? Right, with everybody knowing and looking like you, right? And then going there to the ghetto, to the ghetto, right? Where everything's concrete, right? 
Graffiti, and, 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 yeah. litter. And then, you know what they people say? People speak differently. The energy's different. Right. They say, oh my God, how can they live like this? It's like savages. Oh, so forth and so on. Dude, I, I, I'll ask them, where the hell are you from? Are you from New York? Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, from, Long I'm, Island. Yeah, some, some may say Long Island is not really part of New York. Yeah, he's so. like, no, no, I'm, I'm from Long Island. <laughs> Yo, you never been to the city? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I grew up in, in, in that. And, and to me, it's, it's part of culture. Like, graffiti is not, is not um, uh, garbage to me. To me, graffiti is art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Some, it's, some it's, graffiti, I think, is art. Right. Some I, I think it's viewed I, as art. Yeah. 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 I see one the um, graffiti as the five elements of hip hop. Right. Yeah. Some so, of it's beautiful. You know, you got you got MC, you got um, break graffiti, break, you got break, break dancing, dancers, yeah. DJs, you know, and so forth and so on. So it, it's part of the part of the culture. It's part. So <clears throat> also, you know, it's gang territory marking and stuff like that sometimes. Right. But most of it's art. Right. We're, yeah, we're talking about the art specifically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they see that and they're like, oh my God, what are they doing? And they don't understand the culture. So, one, they're culture shocked. Two, they're scared because they've never seen so many black and browns in one neighborhood or Asians in one neighborhood and so forth. So they feel outnumbered, they're out of their element. They're scared. When you're scared, you become defensive. Absolutely. Right. So, and then you, cause, because you fear what you don't understand. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they sometimes go, you know, they're keeping their hand on their gun, their back is on the wall. They're like, somebody comes up to them and they're like, oh, what do you want? You know, they, they, they hesitate, right. so forth and so on. So, you have to have people come in and teach them about these cultures, right? And stuff like that, where they can understand stuff like Juve and the Labor Day parade and mass camps and stuff, where they have to understand that. These things were set up to raise money. They're fundraisers, right? To pay for the float and pay for the costumes in the parade, right? And that's why they set up these parties and stuff like that to raise money. They're not just celebrating just to dope parties, just dope parties because people are around. No, they're raising money for the community, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's why community. they have. Uh, that's why the Saturday and Sunday before the Monday Labor Day. The weekend, all these people come out from different countries. They come out and they support the community and they raise funny, raise funds and stuff. Yeah, of course you have the gang activity that happens, whatever and stuff like and that. There's too. Sometimes shootings and yeah. these events. But but that's not the main focus of right. it. They, they, they don't they don't. That's not the primary purpose. It was right. to the, help the community. Right. You and always sometimes have, you got a few bad apples that exactly, ruin it. Exactly. You always have bad apples, especially when you have these gangs that one is in one territory and the other one's one the other territory. And during this day, they're all crossing each other. That's tough. You know what I mean? That's so tough. it's it's hard to control. But yeah. it, it's if you work with the community on it. Instead of seeing them all as the enemy and you work with the community, they could point out these guys are the problem. Those guys are the problem. Put the cops here and put the cops there. We'll handle the rest of the community because the community, the rest of the community are raising money. Why don't they do that? They just want to have fun. They just want to Why don't they do that? That sounds like common sense. Like, right. But nothing like, makes sense in the NYPD. If 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 you, I'm telling yeah. you this right if, now, if I was in a position of power and then you came into my office, I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot. Why don't we give that a shot and see what happens? Because nothing makes sense in the NYPD. If you ever read the NYPD patrol guy, you're like, why the fuck would I do it that way? Like, what is the purpose of that? Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. It, it doesn't make sense. Do you think that's the, the old school mentality? Yes. Like when we're talking about, uh, it's a systemic issue, right? Well, that, that's one of the bit. 
Two, they want to keep the mentality of it's always us against them. Mm. Why? Because then they keep the power over you. Uh. Because then you, you click up and you, you keep that gang mentality. It's us against them. You understand? They control you better. Then. Right. Because so then it's like the public is not there to help you. Right. There's They're no trying cracks. to hang you. They're trying to limit the amount of cracks within this right. the, the, the department. Right. Because look, we're your only family. You only could trust us. It's a fucking cult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because now you think about it, right? If, if you work with the community, right? And it's no longer us against them. It's the community with us, right? Working together against criminals and crime. Now, if you see crime within NYPD, you have somebody to go to. You could go to that community leader and be like, look, this is what's going on. This is what I saw. That community leader could then bring out the community. Protest, rally. Protest. Point this guy out. They'll go to the press. The press will cover it. The politicians would have to listen to them because they control the votes. So now you have a great tool to fight the corruption because now you're no longer isolated. Right. You have people to go to and be like, these people are corrupt. Look, help me. Help me fight the corruption. Okay, you know what? These are civilians, right? Civilians could be like, all right, let me pretend to pay them off. We'll, we record it on camera. We'll get them and then you know, we'll get the people to rally and we'll tell the chief to do something. And if he doesn't do anything, we'll call him out too. It's not that simple. You know what I mean? Real life don't work like that. <clears throat> no. Real life don't work like that because it's us against them mentality. And it's always the public is out to get us and the cops are out to get the and public. Now, and now the public's looking like the cops ain't shit. Yeah, and the, and the cops are out to get the public. <laughs> and that sucks because I know a lot of good cops. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of good cops. Yeah. So that so, sucks. So the divide is, is what stops us from doing great work. Yeah. Right? So you definitely need more training. You definitely need more people to educate people in different cultures. Like even us us, us Chinese, right? So us Chinese, as, as a child, my mom used to burn paper um paper money right mm-hmm. for, your, and, yeah, yeah, and for my ancestors and stuff for our ancestors and also she used to put out like you know food yeah and yeah. then the seats and my mom used to do that in our yeah. apartment in the city we, she would take off the batteries on a smoke alarm yeah exactly house, yeah. yeah and and then like you know pour the wine and stuff like that and yeah. the you know the incense, incense and all that stuff yeah that was one of the problems in finding a, a good lawyer right so the reason why i went with um um Eric Sandler and um, Joe Murray is because at first it was Eric Sandler, right? And Eric Sandler, I went with him because um, he used to be a police officer. Oh, shit. And he understands how the system works. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff like you're trying to describe, but it's hard to describe unless you lived it, right? Right. right. And But they're not worried about backlash on them? No, he, he's a person that usually represents cops in the department. Right? Oh, shit. So, so that's why it, it was good. But then I found out that um, he was also representing the karaoke's that are suing the NYPD uh-huh. right, from the same incident. Holy shit. There's so, an active lawsuit on karaoke's out of it? Yeah, the karaoke's have a $300 million lawsuit on Holy NYPD. Holy yeah, for shit. The, it's three different karaoke's that have a lawsuit against NYPD for $300 million. And Eric, um, Eric Sandler, he, he um, represents them. So when I reached out to him, I was like, okay, let me tell you the story and let me know if it's a conflict of interest. I told him the story. He goes, no, no, it's not a conflict of interest. And, and a matter of fact, I could probably use you as a key witness because I was the main undercover for that. And I'm testifying to, yeah, 
they sh- we shut down this karaoke, right? Just to gain favor mm. with Jimmy, so we get paid off by Jimmy. But you can't do that. You can't just go into McDonald's, shut down McDonald's because you want to gain favor with Burger King, get paid off by Burger King, <laughs> so you can arrest Burger King, yep. right? McDonald's has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean, they're innocent yeah. in it. So that's what that's what they're suing for the harassment of that, right? Right. You know, then he put in the notice of claim, but it wasn't the actual lawsuit. So I kept them asking me, look, they're coming after me. They're coming after me. I need you to put in the actual lawsuit. I need you to put in the actual lawsuit. So he was like, I'll put in the actual lawsuit when I, when I want to. Blah, blah, blah. He went off on me. And I was like, uh, red flag. I got to go. Right? Red flag. I went looking for lawyers. Another lawyer. Civil rights lawyers and stuff like that. Went looking for um, these kind of lawyers. And they were all culture shocked. They were like, no way. Wait, wait. So, so they were like me? Yeah. So they were like, like fucked up? NY- like, no way. NYPD does what? No way. So you ended up finding the right lawyer? Joe Murray. And he wasn't shocked? No. He, he went was- through the same thing. Right? Okay. So he went through something similar with they, they went after him and stuff like that. And they tried to uh, cr- destroy his career. He's, he was him. a whistleblower as well? No, he wasn't a whistleblower. Okay. Um, but, but he just found another lane. He faced the retaliation part of it. Right. And then he ended up being a lawyer. He, he ended up re- representing himself one, and then the judge was like, "You're a great, you know, you did a great job. You should become a lawyer." Right. And so he went to school, became a lawyer, and then Whoa. you know, quit the NYPD, whatever, and so forth and so on. Right? right. So he understood how the system works. Um, he represent. He's a, like a public defender kind Has of. Has he guy. won a lot of cases? Yeah, he's like you know, he represents a lot of um, defendants. That been arrested wrongfully by NYPD and stuff. I'm on. really shocked that you can even trust people at this point. Well, you, you get you get a sense know. of intuition, right? Where it's like you could sense like, okay, this guy's kind of shady. I know what this guy's about, you know, or this person's ah, this person's all right, you know, so far and so on. Uh, no. It's New York, bro. You're gonna hear we a got fight. Some sirens. Know, yeah, Norm's getting all nervous. He's a perfectionist. Like, I don't want to screw it up for the listeners. He's like, sorry, oh, guys, we're in New this York. This is a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's I not know. just on video. So yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, but yeah, there's a little bit of sirens. But this here is New York. On. So yeah. we're giving Gotta you the real the real stuff out here. Or authenticity. Yeah, it's authentic. Yeah. I wanna do touch on like some of the policies. Some people listening may want to help you get an office for the people living in Queens out there. Okay. Uh how do they go and vote for you and when? Well, one you have to be living in district uh assembly district forty, which is Flushing and Whitestone. Um if you're in AD 40, November 3rd is the general election. Uh, I ran in the in the Democratic primary. I'm a registered Democrat now. I ran in the Democratic primary, and I lost against Ron Kim. It was 3 to 1. I got like 1,500-something votes. He got like 3,000-something votes. Right, And that was the first time you've ever ran for office. Correct. And, and that's considered pretty damn good because he ran unopposed for eight years? Right. He ran unopposed for eight years only because... Nobody ran against him. Like, and then the new kid on a block, for the first time he faces, I guess, an opponent, uh, gets a third of the votes. Right. And and before, he wasn't that bad. Before, he was actually moderate conservative Democrat, like, pushing, like, you know, for things that made sense, right? Not now. Now he's far left. And the reason that he's saying that he's far left is to gain favor from the far left. Right. Well, that makes and, sense. But mm. yeah, but thing is, you're not doing it because you truly believe in it. Right. You're just doing it just to gain favor. That's mm-hmm. pretty stupid to me, right? It's being fake, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to like use that side and then you're going to try to prove to them, yeah, 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 I'm with you guys, but you don't really believe in it. 
You know, if you're going to do something, look, if he if he truly believed in the cause of the far left and stuff like that, with some of those stuff I actually believe in, right? So it was like mm-hmm. defunding the police, right? Mm-hmm. I believe in that, sure. I, and you're it, a police officer saying that, which yeah, is well, fucking but here's, crazy here, to me. Here's the thing, though. Defunding the police, the way it was explained to me was uh, reallocating the funds to where it's actually needed, mm-hmm. right? Where it will do um, the maximal, maximum potential, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, more training, the funds will go redirected to more training, community outreach, community policing. The funds will go to community policing, you know, f- helping the homeless. Instead of having to pay the homeless ho- outreach unit, you have people just, just deal with homeless people to go actually, you know, have like, uh, you know, a, a, a shelter or, or something like a program in so place where, to where get them back they, on their feet. You know? Where would they defund from? Which areas? Defund... Homeless outreach unit. Okay. That's an actual unit. Oh, right? that is an actual unit. Yeah, the homeless out- oh, outreach unit. Okay. Yeah, so they have transit homeless outreach unit, right? Which is it, on the vans, it says T H O U. Sometimes oh, I've never back. Yeah, it, it's, it's a small unit, but they have it. So you're saying that's like an unnecessary unit? No, because they, they don't. It's hard for the NYPD to get a homeless person off the street. One, they don't trust us. Right, because um, they just get sent to the hospital, or they put in the shelter where they don't want to be, where they're actually a worse situation than being on the street. Because a lot of these shelters, there's a lot of like um, people getting raped and and robbed and stuff like that in the shelters, right? right? And it's mostly a mental hygiene en- issue, right? And you need to um, get a mental hygiene. A program and involved in it and police officers we're not psychiatrists we're not doctors we're not social uh, social workers and stuff like that we're trained to enforce the law you know and if you have this homeless outreach unit like it's only going to be misused for politicians to clean up certain areas where they're being pressured to by the community mm-hmm. right they're not truly out there to help homeless people they're like okay you know what uh Williamsburg, there's a whole bunch of homeless people now. There's an encampment. We want the homeless outreach unit to clean it up because the Hasidic Jews don't like it no more. It's an eyesore to them, right? So instead of going in and giving them programs or getting them back on their feet or understanding why they're out there, right, and a way to help them and give them tools to get back on their feet and join the economy back again, they just go in, grab the stuff, throw it back a sanitation truck, Right, and then they tell the homeless people move along or go to the hospital. Right, just re- relocate them. Yeah, and then where do they get pushed to? They get pushed to other neighborhoods. But thing is, it doesn't fix the problem. Right, but they're not being helped. You know, and they don't want to go to these. It's um, just moving the problem. <clears throat> right. Yeah. They they don't they don't want to go to um the 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 shelters because the shelters is a bad place. Right. I don't know. Um, I know a couple of friends that um, face homelessness before and they're like, the shelter is really bad. But unfortunately, you have to go do the shelter to get housing. All right. So if you want to sign up for like Section 8 and stuff like that yeah. and you're homeless, you need to go through the shelter, spend time there while you're on a waiting list to get put into a housing unit or something like that. So you essentially have you know? to stay there. Right. Until right. So because the, the system is back, backed up. Right. Right. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> You need mental hygiene programs and stuff like that. So people like uh, the mayor 
created a mental hygiene program and created a $1 billion budget. He made his wife in charge of it. I think 800, 900 million, 800, 900 million disappeared unaccounted for. Wait, wait, 800 million? 800 to 900 million. Of this that is billion, public knowledge too? Yes. Wait, this billion, is almost a billion dollars. Yeah, of that billion dollar budget. Where did it go? So like an that's offshore what, Cayman Islands account? That's like, what everybody's asking. And so the inspector general launching the, the department investigations. Launched, so it's their job to look into this. Launched an investigation and they got fired by the mayor. You know what I mean? So yeah. who's overseeing these people now, right? So that's why I want to get in office and put a state agency in place where something like this happens. The attorney general will come in or something like that, state attorney general, or you know, the district attorney will come in or something. Somebody of a higher office or publicly elected office where it's not affected by the mayor, don't answer to the mayor, right? The mayor has no power. It's a completely over, separate entity. Right, like an overseer. Over the community. Right. From the community, by the community, right, comes in and says, this is wrong. We're going to investigate it. What's going on? And they're not stopped by any politicians or any They're not worried about their job security. Right. It's an individual, you know, um, agency, right? Something independent. Right. And they have actual teeth to do something. Right. They have to have. Right. They They can come in and lock you up and be like, boom, we found evidence that you stole $900 million dollars. From this mental hygiene program, and we're gonna arrest you now. Or just recently, they how just, does a billion dollars disappear <clears throat> like that, bro? I mean, have you seen the new police academy y- uh, y- NYPD? No. Okay, uh, I'm not aware of any of this shit, man. <laughs> one one day I'll give you guys a yes. tour. All right. That project will be four phases. Right. They also had a 1.1 billion dollar budget or something like that. Right. They built. Part of phase one only ran out of money, and the place is still falling apart right now. They just built it's a new police academy, right? It's a building, it's yeah. A it's, building. It's where not, is it at? It's on College Point in Flushing, okay. Right? It's where I work at now, mm-hmm. so I could tell you firsthand shit is falling apart Jeez, already. That's dangerous, yeah. And they spent over 1.1 billion dollars, right. I they already spent one point one yeah. billion. Oh, they ran out. Yeah. Of- they ran out of the money. The, the range was supposed to be put there. The driver's training unit was supposed to be put there. All the training they units they were supposed to be put they didn't in one like spot. Set up a budget and allocate the they funds did. already. They did, but did it get misappropriated? Yes. So, where did that money go? Yeah. So all this stuff is all, all this kind of stuff is happening all the time, and it's under the mayor's nose that this yes. is happening all the time, all the time. But that this project didn't happen under. Um, De Blasio. I think this project happened under uh, Bloomberg, mm-hmm. right? And this is this is happening all the time. So wait, or, or it's been back, happening that long? Like yes, where this backroom is- deals, um, budgeting for pro- okay. So so for instance, on my live stream last night, right? I was talking about Ron Kim, my my opponent, right? He got a COVID nineteen budget from Albany, right? When COVID nineteen started happening, Ron Kim and the APA task force secured a budget for flushing and um, you know a uh, 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 Victims of COVID nineteen, businesses affected by COVID nineteen, right? And it was about like um, maybe ten million or something like that. Where'd the money go? Hmm. Small businesses didn't get it, right? The only person that I saw that got it was Kaipa. Wait, but isn't there right. like a money trail? There's always a money trail, right? So the only person that I saw that got it was Kaipa. 
which is a doctor's association, right? So they got it. They claim they put out testing sites and did testing and stuff like that. But did you hear about it? Did they promote it? Did you hear about it? The PPP? No, the testing and stuff like that. No. PPP, come on, masks. They're like they're thousands of cents. I bought myself. I bought five thousand masks with my own money. My, you know, when I was running, when this first thing happened, and they were like, "Oh, don't wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. It makes it worse, right?" And I was like, "But you're telling us wear a mask for the common flu, but you're telling us not to wear a mask for the coronavirus. That don't make sense to me. How are you going to tell the difference? You know, if somebody has a flu or the coronavirus, you know, I mean, like, how do you tell? So wear a fucking mask. That's the, you know." So I, I bought masks anyway, and I gave it out to the seniors and stuff because I read in China that it was help it was affecting seniors and children right. more, right? Mm-hmm. So I gave it out to the seniors before they, they the you know Department of Health and all that stuff was talking about wearing masks. Right. They, they were actually encouraging people not to wear masks, right. and all these politicians actually did that too. They came out and spoke and said, "Don't wear a mask," and I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is the what is the science behind this?" And it was because they didn't want elections to be affected. And they didn't want people going out and panic and buying masks. And then there's a shortage of masks and so forth and so on. Which is stupid. My case. <clears throat> my, but there was my, a shortage anyway. And elections were right. impacted right. anyway. If that was the case, why didn't you go out and secure the masks and give it out to people? Right. Yeah. right? So what, what are the cases? Um, so Ron Kim, um, he secured $10 million. And none of the business saw it. He gave it to Kaipa. Um, Kaipa in turn bought some masks or donate you know what those masks that he donated were donated from peter two it wasn't even donated from kaipa so you came and uh, take deduct that from the 10 million but who's budget, there right? to hold them hold anyone accountable when money goes missing like that like how can you what kind of accounting i don't get it nobody so the government just goes here's this money yeah. and then they stop well checking they say here's this money and then you give a receipt that is allocated Right, and so it's like okay, that's how the APA task force. And be like, yeah, I, I allocate, uh, you know, ten million to Lucky Boy Podcast um, Foundation. They're they're gonna claim to, you know, do deal community, community outreach. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like they're gonna be like they're gonna do community outreach. They're gonna do, uh, you know, uh, uh, awareness. They're gonna do whatever, whatever. And then you guys produce receipts. Like, oh yeah, we 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 bought. Studio equipment. We had to rent the place and renovate the place for the studio, whatever. We bought, uh, you know, uh, film, uh, batteries. Whatever, so they had right? to be working together, the, these vendors yes. or whoever. So, so here's the connection. Produce right? invoices. Right. So here's the thing. He donated to Kaipa. He then got Kaipa's endorsement for the race, which is not a surprise, right? If you give them millions of dollars, right. they're going to endorse you, right? They donated to his campaign. That's the kickback. Right? I give you guys money. You guys, in turn, personally donate to my campaign. The same amount of money? No, not no, the same amount. They have to get some no, money. Yeah. It's not going to be the same amount. It's, it's, not, it's not. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't a big, significant amount. Where, yeah. you know, I if think, they could give them the same amount of money, they wouldn't need it in no, the first place. To yeah. me, to me, that's sort of like, um, uh, you know, embezzling m- funds. Yeah, where but you're, you're they, giving it to a different <clears throat> vendor. I'm pretty and sure it's coming back to you. One, he, one, he doesn't want it in his campaign funds because. If it's in his campaign funds, then he has to then watch that campaign funds thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure it went back somewhere into maybe his lobbying firm or whatever. I'm pretty sure he got it filtered back to him somehow, right? So the other way it, I know this is that they're in, in, in cahoots together is because on 4th of July on Instagram, after the, he thought that he won the election, 
Because in, in my district, once you win the Democratic primary, it's basically came over, mm-hmm. right? Like the Democratic, it's a super Democratic um, district. And once you win the dem- Democratic primary, it's basically came over, you won, mm-hmm. right? So he thought, okay, I won the Democratic primary, I won. Um, July 4th, he's on the Kuiper's, uh, head of Kuiper's association's boat watching fireworks saying thank you to, you know, my good friend from Kaipa, blah, 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 for the fireworks show, whatever. And then he's fishing with them and stuff like that. So it's like, you know he has a relationship with these guys. Right? If you're on a boat with someone. Right. Hmm. You know? So, like, it, it's, it's just so funny, though, that he thinks that he's so untouchable that he could just post this kind of stuff up and donate to these people and, you know, like, and and put the connection out there like that, and people are not going to do anything, or and people are just going to ignore it. You know what I mean? That's that's well, to the point it where it is being ignored. Yeah, it is being ignored. But I see it, so I'm not going to ignore it. And you tr- and expose yeah. it, yeah. right? So that's why I'm here, you know, talking to you guys, and that's why you know uh, I want to make uh, get into office so I could get rid of corrupt politicians like this. You know what I mean? Like the funds should be coming to our community, right? You know, it shouldn't be going to Kaipa or whatever because they can pocket it or whatever. You know, it should be going to the people. It should, that it should be need going it. to somebody who's grassroots, active in the community, right? You know, because we need those funds. You right. know how many businesses are going out of business because of coronavirus and stuff like that. Oh my gosh, countless. You know, so we need those funds desperately, and you know, a person that like like that who who doesn't care about the community, right, and just gives this money away or po- tries to pocket it somehow is. Not the right person to be in office, in my opinion. Okay. And I know that he also has uh, his thoughts about you as well. Yes. Um, but his thoughts are, uh, whenever he posts something up, ask him for the facts. Okay. Because he also had, like like you said, he said you're a corrupt cop yeah. who dates strippers. Yes, who dates and, strippers. And uh, who is, a, I, I guess, like a, a womanizer and a woman beater. Right. right? That's, that's some of the stuff that, he's, um, that you're saying that he's claiming as fact. <clears throat> to uh discredited yeah sure. to your character so it'll be interesting to see what happens from here um you know we'll we'll certainly keep a an eye out for the election and what's going on um november 3rd november 3rd november 3rd yeah give another shout out to your constituents oh uh shout out to flushing and whitestone uh thank you everybody for uh that the people that have been helping me throughout the election, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we can win this race in the general election and, you know, get rid of this uh, person that's been sitting in, in office for eight years and doing nothing. Do you have a website with people? Uh, yes. SteveNewYork.com. S-T-E-V-E-F-O-R-N-E-W-Y-O-R-K. And that's your website. It gives them a little bit more details about yourself. Right. Well, I, I didn't update my uh, platform on it. One of the main uh, feedbacks I'm getting is, what does this guy stand for? Right. What are my issues? What are my platform? So I just want to um, point out one of my main issues and platforms is, you know, of course, fighting corruption, but it's not going to be number one. Right. Number one right now, my main concern is people recovering from the coronavirus. And so... UBI is something that I believe in. Universal um, basic income. Right. Okay. It's something that I'm going to be pushing. Okay. Uh, I want to put money in people's pockets so they can help recover from it. Uh, maybe perhaps a rent freeze. Right. And for the landlords, they would get like a grant 
or loan. So everybody gets or, paid. Right. So everybody gets paid. Everybody wins. Who pays for this stuff? Well, <clears throat> the loan will be a zero interest loan, right? And okay. then they'll pay it back themselves. So the renters will be taking the loans. No, not the renters. The okay. landlords. The and landlords. The, and the renters will, you know, get rent freeze. I see. Right. I see. And UBI and stuff like that. And we we could always, they'll find the money. Mm-hmm. These politicians, if they really want to find the money, if the state and city really want to find the money, they have a way to find the money. And um, I believe the city council is already like pushing for some kind of like UBI program and stuff like that. So it's just catching on. Do you need to fall under a certain income bracket to be eligible for it? Or is this for everybody? The UBI will be for everybody over a certain age, I guess 19 or something like that. I got to find right, the age. Right, right. Uh, we got to do the, the math numbers and stuff like that. So it'll be over a certain age. And then also for um, they also have a additional um, UBI for each child or whatever that you have. Right. Mm-hmm. right that's a great yeah. idea that's yeah. a fantastic i'm with that because i'm planning on having another child uh <laughs> last thing i do want to touch on before we let you go yeah andrew yang thoughts andrew. on him you think he'll be a mayor coming up for new york city oh man that's another story bro is, is that long it's, can we get a, a brief uh okay, so andrew yang endorsed ron kim oh now, did now, he but here's the thing though um, as you might know, William Lex Ham is from Andrew Yang's LA team, right? Or, or right. Uh, sorry, sorry, SoCal He's, team. Oh, Fulton Fulton Hood is New York Yang Gang, right? And both of them are helping me with my campaign. Um, most of the Yang Gang people see what happened during my election, and they also see me take the Humanity Forward pledge way before Ron. You know, throughout the whole thing, I I took the pledge because I took the pledge. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the pledge for endorsement, so that's why I didn't bother asking. You took Yang. it because you thought it was the right thing to do, right? Because what he was writing, I was like, "Look, that's great." You know, that's exactly what I think. I don't, I don't follow the far right. I don't follow the far left. I don't care if the idea works. I'll work with anybody, right? Right? If it makes sense and it's good for the people, that's what I want to push. So UBI, yeah, it comes from the far left. Okay, so what? It works though. Mm-hmm. You know, we need that. You think it makes a like? Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I you think know? sometimes ideas from the right makes a lot of sense. Sometimes right. ideas on the left makes a lot of right. sense. Like, like think about it. And it's not like a crazy idea. It's been tested. It's not a crazy right. idea. <laughs> but tested. think about it. Trump even pushed a UBI, right? Right. right. A one-time UBI. So come on, you know. Like, well, I think a lot far- of politicians are now are kind of advocating for it, right? Actually, because really they know it works. It. They, they yeah. can't deny it no more. So that that's a great victory for um, Yang. But the thing is that uh, he was approached by somebody he trusted, and they said um, to endorse Ron Kim. I don't know how they got endorsement, but that's how they got it. After he got that endorsement, his wife tweeted out, Andrew Cole, he wants his hat back on Twitter. Whose wife? Ron Kim. Wait, Andrew called? And said that he wants his hat back because they got the endorsement from Andrew Yang. And on Twitter, people who follow Yang had that blue hat like icon next to the mm-hmm. name. So on my Twitter name, I have the blue icon. I put, you know, um, humanity forward, whatever, hashtag, whatever. And right. stuff like, you know, and she tweeted out and tagged me. Andrew called. He wants his hat back. Got you. Okay. Like he's not so they, you. they only got the endorsement just to throw in my face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not with you. Know you. I mean? He's with us. Right. So <clears throat> did, he, did he take the humanity forward pledge? Uh I guess he did whatever, but did he promote it? Like, did he leave it on his profile picture and stuff like that? No. Did he push for UBI even after 
No, nothing. Didn't push for any of the things, right? And so, even, why do you think Andrew Yang's um, endorsing him then? Will actually reached out to him directly and, to Andrew Yang. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Yang um, Andrew responded. responded and said uh, somebody he trusted recommended him, and you know he made that decision. If he was to know, if he knew about me and him and what was going on, he would have took a neutral stance. Uh, right? Yeah, because Andrew Yang. I mean, I, I love a lot of the things he says. I man. do. I do it, too. It's, it's, I was hoping he became president, man. Like to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I mean, shit. I, I, and not just because he's Asian. Not because he looks like it's just. No, what he says makes sense. We should put someone smart up there. Right, but um, I don't think he's running for know. mayor. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Like I heard um, rumors swirling, and then I heard it yeah. the other way. Like, nah, it's, it's something. It's something. I think he's gonna plan on running for something higher office. So maybe he'll wait for twenty twenty four or something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe take another stab at maybe, president. Yeah, or maybe he'll run for governor or something like that. Or, or of New York. Yeah. Or taking Cuomo spot. Maybe. Um, who knows? Nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows about him. Even 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 Will and them don't know. They just know that he's gonna make a higher move. Something mm. like that. Interesting stuff. Anyway, yeah. thank you for coming on, Steve. We appreciate you. Thank you. You are one hell of a person, man. Like I, wow, you have a high tolerance for shit. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it, super, it gets, it's a superhero, bro. Yeah, but yeah. It, it gets really lonely until you know um, other people that also went through the same thing start reaching out to you. Yeah, and then you realize you know I'm not alone. Of and course, I, yeah. that's if you want. If I was to say one thing to other whistleblowers out there, what would be my one message is, you are not alone. You know, yeah. we are all here for you. Other whistleblowers, we're here for you. We got your back, and just know that you are not alone. Because that that's a big feeling. Nobody understands what I'm going through. Yeah, and you know, no, everybody's against me. There's nobody to trust. There's nobody to turn to. It's not true. You could trust us. So you're not alone. Yeah, man, I, I see you boots to the ground. You know, you're, you're doing everything for the Asian community. And I see it. I'm there. I'm out there. It's I not, s- and it's not just the Asian community. No. He, he's yes. fighting in the black community. Yes, yeah. true. A backlash for that. And, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. Like, you don't go out there for, for photo ops. Not taking attention. You're yeah. taking the photos for people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I actually um, just, decided not to do my live streams and stuff. Like, people were like, oh, you should do your live streams. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want it to be about that. I don't want people to have that. Um, image of hey he's only doing it for his live streams and stuff like that he's only out there for the photo ops yeah but I'm yeah. out there for the movement right it's tough you know because people want to shame you sometimes or, right. or people are very cynical right but you know what I realize is that uh, I have to I have to start documenting because yep. seeing seeing is believing yeah you know so I have to start documenting and even though I, I'm trying not to do it for the photo op and stuff like that you know I, I got it right I you have it. to document I don't uh, think there's any shame in that I mean because you are there if you're putting in the, the fight then you and you're the voice of leadership right. then people want to look to you they want to hear what you have to say right, right. they want to hear your voice they want to hear you empower everyone and yeah. your energy resonating but through here, everyone's soul but here's the thing though I don't want to I don't want to speak and then it gets tainted you know, like, like even with, with China Mac and Will, like when, when they they got tainted, they got attacked, you know, by Ron Kim's people, and and they got attacked for it, and I feel bad because those are my friends. Like, you know, if it's a straight, it's a straight up election, right? With heads up, it's just me and Ron, bro. I signed up for this job. Come and get, come and attack me. It's between me and you. It's not between my friends or my family. Why are you attacking my friends and family? Because you can't find anything on me. 
so you have to go attack my friends and family. You know what I mean? Like, they're doing the work. They're doing what you guys are talking about. They're out there they're putting the, the actual ground. work. Yeah. Right. They're out there, boosted the to the ground. They're in the streets doing it. They're not, they're not just talking about it online. They're just keyboard politicians behind the freaking keyboard and just tweeting stuff out every day and, and you know, doing this, doing that. We're boosted to the ground. We're in the ground. I'm in the street. I'm not documenting it. That's why I, I fell off of um, my, my Facebook, my social media for like a month or whatever because I was not documenting. I was like, you know what? Great. Election is over. I don't have to document it no more. I don't have to prove anybody. But people know. Like you guys. I've seen you guys out there. You guys see me out there. Other people see me out there. When I put that live video up, they're like, oh, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what you were about. Oh, you know, I always seen you with so-and-so. I always see you at the march. Right. But now mm-hmm. I know, you know, so and, and so on. I can, I can completely agree with you there yeah. and empathize because I do see a lot of other people uh, screaming Asians, this and that, and we need to speak up. We need to. And they're saying all the right things. And then I'm going, hey, China Mac and these guys got this thing going on. Maybe shout them out. Right. Right? Right. And Will, maybe shout them out. Um, no, instead, instead they're attacking them. Not even attacking them. They were making the videos. They weren't even at the protests. Right. And then they are behaving like they were. Wow, really? By covering it. But they weren't even at the protests. And it, it, to me, and then like, then people are like, oh, you guys are awesome. And I'm going, you know, I can't shame them. I don't want to shame them because... Because at the same the time, yeah, they're spreading the message, and yeah. I and I certainly appreciate that. But it's at the same time, I don't like fake shit. Yeah, it it, it, it bothers me, and it really does. But I get the game, I get the whole yeah. social media bullshit, and and they're covering this like like they were there, and yeah. and they couldn't even say anyone's name. Right. I'm like, dude, you're talking about this rally, dude. Right. Talk about the organizers, then right. give them. Bring some focus give, to them. Give them the shine because they they need to spread that message because they're in the front lines. Right. They're showing yeah. their faces. Right. So so, so to I me totally to me that that part of me just makes me like like not that I want to shame them for that because that's not cool either. At least they're speaking up about it. But don't just do it for the clicks and just say right. you wasn't there. Right. But 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 get this. Not only are they doing that, they're taking it to the next level where they're gaslighting them for doing that. You know, you know and, and that's us fighting each other. Yeah. Right. And I'm always careful of people right. when they're trying to make me fight my own people. Right. It's crabs in a barrel mentality. Yeah. So for us... We have to be for, careful of that. Right. For, for us people that are out there every day, for us is a movement. For these politicians, it's just a moment. Mm. Is their election moment. Is their photo op God moment. Damn, that's a fucking bar you right know? there, bro. Drop and, that mic. Yeah. And God damn. You know, for us, it's a movement because we're out there every day. We don't care if it's election time or whatever. We're there to until the problem is solved, until they fix the system. But these politicians are just there to take the photo op, right? They'll do a speech real quick. Thank you, my people. Blah, blah, blah. I'm running for blah, blah, blah. And they disappear. They only look at the cover of the book. Right. People don't go inside the pages. Right. But people, the, the, the real people know. For the know. most part. The people that are out there yeah, know. but the majority of people look at the headlines. Right. 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 I, I sometimes am one of them. I don't look into, I can't get into every single freaking story. Right. There's just so much information. So if you're going to browse, do, if you want to read one headline is for the people, it's a movement. For politicians, it's just a moment.
All right, Steve. Thank you for coming by. Yep. Um, Such a pleasure, man. Yeah. Uh, so you really definitely fucked up my innocence. <laughs> <laughs> I took your virginity? You, you man. How about, you he, he's destroyed like, my innocence. He's just like matrixed you. He's just like. He matrixed me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going, hold I'm still mind blown. But sometimes ignorance is bliss, man. And I grew up very hard, too. Yeah. I grew, yeah, you're exactly right. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But I never looked at police officers or anything of that world like that because it's not my space right it's not anywhere that you, i get you want to get with. mind blown on something very recent so that asian hate force uh asian, asian hate crime cr- task force right i did some research on it i called people that i recognize in the picture that are part of the task force they said that uh it's not a real thing it's a what? pr thing it, it's 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 they announced it to quiet the protest because I saw it was a bunch of Asian police officers right to do on stage. Bone. So all those officers are volunteered. They're currently still at their current command. It's not really an allocation. It's of not resources. a resources, but a, it went out to all the news outlets. It right. went out to but, but, all these uh, right, social but, media publications. It's, it's not a real unit. There's no. There's no office. They don't have an office. Right. They don't have like those cops are not assigned to that unit. They're assigned to their regular res, uh, whatever command they're at. Like, let's mm-hmm. say one of them is at 109 Detective Bureau or one of them is at 7 Precinct Detective Bureau or something like that. They still work there. Right. But then if a case pops up, they'll ask for their assistance on the case. So, is that usually how it works or no? no they get no. When a, t- when an official task force is put together. No. Because, I mean, I, again, forgive me for my ignorance because I don't know right. shit about this. But when they put a task force together, they give them an actual office. Yes. A whole. Like, yes. A whole unit, a budget, everything. So there's but, no real actual funding going towards this. No. Which is resources no, that volunteered. we need. That's why it's all volunteered. That's, no. that's bullshit. And, and on top of that, they didn't assign the grandma case to them yet. So I asked them, who decides on what cases are hate crimes assigned to you guys and who decides you know they're not and he goes to hate crime the regular hate crime task force right Mm -hmm. so we have to encourage our people to start reaching out and contacting the nypd or politicians or whatever and when they file the report and say i want the asian hate crime task force to take care of this case i won't speak to anyone else i only trust them i want to do it with them this way we create a caseload people can do that right we do a caseload we create a caseload for the asian task force right Mm -hmm. and then when they when they get this caseload then NYPD will realize okay we have create an office because they're so backloaded back you know you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, they're backlogged. They right. have a so, so backlogged and 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 in cases and stuff. And now, when after they do that, we have to pressure them as the people protesting. We have to mm. be out there, the activists. We have to be out there and say, "Hey, what's the status on these cases? Where's the results on these cases? Are you actually doing anything with these cases? Let us know, right?" And then we have to pressure them. And when we pressure them, that's when shit. Happens. That's when shit happens. They're like, "All right, put these people in, assign them full time to the Asian task force." Boom. And that's when the unit gets created and so forth and so on. And then we have to just keep encouraging Asians um, to keep reporting it. And not just Asians, man. Anyone that's a, you know, that just stands for justice, man. Yeah. I mean, no, but no, I'm saying like legit cases, like, yeah. you know, like the Chinese food guy that's always getting robbed or whatever. You right. Know? But we need other people or, to stand up. Like we need to stand together. 
I, yeah, I know what definitely. you mean, but the Chinese food guy is not going to go out by himself. No, you no, know that. You like, have, they're you, just, we have to create, you know. We need to create a space for yeah, them. Yeah, we need to create a space. As a community, or, everybody. Or if anything, you just reach out, and, and when I get the info, I'll, you know, I'll put up the info in my, on my website and stuff like that. So you guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep yeah. people contacted and stuff. So, all right, yeah. one more time. How can they get to well, number one? Your Instagram. They could get to it. We're gonna leave yeah. links so down in the description. SteveForNewYork.com. Uh-huh. All my all my social media links on the top right hand corner. Okay. Uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you're not watching this, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel and uh, it's a Lucky Boys Podcast, and you can find one of the video clips with Steve in it, and we will have on every single one of the clips that has Steve in it. We will, we we'll will have the contact links. We'll have there. his contact links there in case you guys want to reach out to him or just just learn more about him to see if, if he's someone you want to stand behind or beside. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. That is it for this one. This has you took the record. This is the longest one we had. This is the longest one. This is yeah. Nice. We could combine two of the longest ones. I think one we it's had five probably. hours. <laughs> nice. Nice. Anyway, thank you, Steve. I um, I know you got bills to pay and yeah. places to go. So, lucky boys out.